0: It's time for Love Talk with the love ladies Kathy, Carrie, and Evelyn. Love talking today about the power of Good Friday. Thank you, Gavin. This is Evelyn Davidson in the studio of the beautiful and lovely care for the city of Austin as we think about what it is God's plan for us and how important it is that we go through this Eastern Day. And we're doing that today with Carrie,
1: Hello, Miss Evelyn. Great to see you. Friends, welcome to Love Talk. That, of course, was the first lady of love, Mrs. Evelyn Davison, and I am coach Carrie Brinkater. Welcome to Love Talk. You found the love, ladies, on the Bridge Austin. Today's Central Texas Christian Talk, 1120 a.m. and 101 FM. We are so Grateful that you have found us. And we have another love lady on the line with us today, our wonder filled Kathy Inderbrock. Hey, Kath. Hey, Coach Carrie. Hi, Miss Evelyn. Oh,
2: it's great to be with you guys. I tell you, Easter is almost here. I'm so excited. And I love today's program. It is our, I guess you would call it our Good Friday program. We're going to talk about approaching the cross. And this is one of the things that I love about Texas is that when, when we are in the midst of the beginning of spring, we can see it all around us. This, this fulfilled promise of a new life, it surrounds us. And as the, the grass turns green in Texas, and as the wildflowers burst with color, Baby birds come out, ducklings, fawns, all these like (laughs) miniature reproductions of every animal start appearing all around us. And we see God's faithfulness and we see his free offer that he extends to every man, woman, and child. And that is new life. And that's the message of Easter, new life. But when we approach the cross... The cross is what makes it all possible, and so today we're going to be discussing how we approach the cross, because, you know, I think, Evelyn, Coach Carey, the more we understand and embrace the cross of Christ, the more we're going to realize and embrace this new life offered Mm -hmm. to us at Easter.
0: That's true, and and even the word Easter, the power that comes from where that started and how God used it, and um you know, when you think about east, you think about, you know, in the, in the springtime and flowers and things. So we are going to combine two things this year. One is, is of course, the cap, Texas Capitol uh, with the governor uh, for National Day of Prayer. And we're going to a place up in Round Rock. Mm -hmm. A new place. A new place. Mm -hmm. And you'll have to tell them what it is.
1: Kalahari Resort, which my son has been there um, to, to play in the indoor water park. I have not been there yet. But it's a giant resort that they built over there in Round Rock, and uh, from what I hear, it is stunningly gorgeous and a great place to host the Governor's Prayer Breakfast. Mm -hmm. Um, So very excited about that. Our listening friends will be hearing uh, some commercials uh, coming up over the next few weeks from Jim McGee, who is Mm -hmm. helping to organize that event, and you can find, of course, all the information that you need online. Uh, NDP Austin is where you would go. So uh, super excited about that. Our key verse for today, 1 Corinthians one eighteen. for the word of the cross is folly mm-hmm. to those who are perishing, but to those who are being saved, it is the power of God. This verse, Kathy, when you sent me the draft of today's program, kind of slapped me in the face. I mean, a New Testament verse, talking about folly perishing. Uh, wow! Um, Easter is the absolute fundamental piece of of our faith, mm-hmm. um, and this verse really sums up uh, going to the cross and, and what it means to approach the cross. I'm super excited about our program today, Kath.
2: You know, I, I love this because you're exactly right, Coach Carey. Is that Easter is the entire Old Testament fulfilled? And mm-hmm. you know, I I love Christmas, and and Christmas is wonderful and beautiful, but Easter is the crux of 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 the Gospel of Christ, the power of God, the. The saving grace of God, his mercy I mean it really it's it's not uh, it's not bunnies and Easter eggs it is about the cross and the new life the eternal life that God offers us and so I yeah you know I have just learned so much about this program because so many ladies they just wear that beautiful little cross right around their neck and when I look at it I don't I don't think that's the power of God. You know, that's the power of God to save lives. That's the power of God to give us new life. And we just we just miss it because the cross has become just such a, you know, a symbol that we've seen so much that we just get used to so much we don't realize uh really what what it means for our lives. So I'm I'm excited about today's program. Ms. Evelyn, thank you for sharing about the, the state prayer breakfast that is coming up. I, that's going to be coming up. I think it's the third of May. Yeah. And we're going to be getting in a guest in the next two weeks to talk to us all about that. I'm, I'm excited about it. I know that tickets have just gone on sale. I will tell you some friends of mine, uh, just got a sponsor table for the breakfast and i get to sit with them so i've got my seat at the table miss evelyn you always tell me do you have a seat at the table yeah. uh do you have a seat at the table yeah we will we'll be the first I, in
0: line for media uh, so
2: yeah well i 'm excited about it i 'm looking forward to it and friends you're just looking forward to uh, today 's program. We have so much here to unpack well so coach Carrie Ms Evelyn, what else has been happening in your week carrie you you sent an email to me earlier on that you were traveling all over visiting colleges with with uh, Z
1: oh my stars yes, uh, Mackenzie has embarked upon her um I guess uh, she's doing research to figure out where she wants to go to college and she wants to go into nursing and she has a very kind of specific parameters for schools that she's looking at um, she's like a small liberal arts Christian university and so she did all this research and asked if over spring break a week ahead to Tennessee and Alabama Ooh. so we did we went on little girls adventure and just had an absolute blast we visited Sam. University in Birmingham, Alabama, as well as Belmont and Lipscomb, which are in Nashville, Tennessee. And I knew that going east, um, this time of year, she was going to fall in love with this part of the country because it's so beautiful and it's so easy to fall in love with the picturesque scenery there. And Birmingham and Nashville are just beautiful places. And so we did. We had a great time. I think she's got a great start on her college visits. Uh we visited all the nursing schools and wow. You know, these nursing students, they get excited about things like uh, a cadaver lab. Um, you know, <laughs> she was just so excited about that at one of the universities and so I look forward over the next year um to see where this journey takes her across this country. I hope she's got a few Texas schools on her list. Um but we will we'll get to those over the next few months. But it was really a great, great time and of course just sandwiched in there um on the weekends is um Carton Logan all around the state and eventually around the nation over the next few months um, to play basketball, and boy, it is a joy to watch that young man just uh, do what God has gifted him. And to give God the glory and meet new people. And it, man, it makes me happy to watch him do his thing. Uh, so, you know, it's just, it's just been awesome. These last few weeks have really just been great. So, uh, looking forward to the future for sure. Now, Kath, you are finishing up your book, your Bible study, My Voice, His Heart. Has it gone to production?
2: We are almost there. It is just offer endorsements right now. Um, so we're just, there's uh, a few people that we just would love to get an endorsement from before we release the book, but it is definitely production ready. We just, uh, we're trying to decide whether we go ahead and and make a few and send it off to some women's ministry directors so that they can check it out for their fall Bible study or whether we wait for these endorsements. So we're going to see kind of how long This takes. Everyone is, you know, right now with Easter, all the heads of ministries are just so busy. It's so, you know, anyway, we're getting it into hands right now, and uh, it should be full production ready by April. And I will tell you, if if any women's ministries directors, uh, especially around the state of Texas, uh, want to have a look at the PDF version, we do have a, a PDF version for you to view, and you can uh, just zit me an email at Kathy at Let's dot com and Kath that's Kathy with a C. So Kathy at Let's Pray dot com, let me know you're interested and I can get you a PDF uh, version real quick on that. Well and you know there's also something going on speaking about training because uh the my voice his heart is basically for women to learn how to pray, how to draw into that relationship with God. Uh when we talk about confession and prayer what is that Um, it's not what you think I've just learned so much about it when we talk about um, uh, adoration and Thanksgiving and prayer what what is that I've just learned so much and it may not be what you think and prayer is not all about just asking it's really about drawing into and growing in that relationship with God and there is some training uh, right now also Going on in uh, in Round Rock at no, actually it's in Pflugerville. It's at First Baptist Church Pflugerville, and a a good friend of mine, Vicky Porterfield, um, Coach Carrie, Miss Evelyn. I know you Mm -hmm. both know her. She is leading training at First Baptist Church Pflugerville in the main sanctuary every Wednesday starting March 24th for four Wednesdays. So we've just gotten through the first Wednesday, but Vicky says, "Hey, if they miss the first Wednesday, that's fine. There are three Wednesdays left. Have them come. We're working hard on that." 5:30 to 6:30 p.m.
0: We are working really hard on that. Uh, You know, with we've had some issues uh, lately at First Baptist in Plougerville. Our pastor. Uh, had um, a major heart attack, and so we are operating now under the the sweet David Smith. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so uh, I didn't get to go last night. I had one of my little spells, and uh, but we are we we have opened the door for people to come in to hear hear her, and it's going to be an exciting time approaching Easter because that's the key to everything. Mm. That is the key to everything is what happened at easter
1: mm-hmm. i'm I you know, as I've been pondering our show for next week, mm-hmm. um I wanted to take some time to really think about the first Easter, and so, listening friends, you know today, as we talk about approaching the cross, next week we'll be talking about that first Easter. And Mm -hmm. the Easter is in between and what we're doing with our Easter. And so I'm excited about next week as well as excited about today because today sets the tone about how we approach the cross. Because that's what Jesus did um, on Good Friday as he knew he was approaching a horrible day. But yet he knew it would save mankind. So, uh, you know, Kathy, as we get into this program today, it's, it's interesting to even ponder the question, approach the cross, or, or even that statement, approaching the cross, because you, you mentioned this um, just a few minutes ago, that we, we wear crosses, and, but do we really think about what that means? Miss Evelyn, I have to tell you, um, you know, your sweet husband makes these beautiful crosses and listening friends it's these three crosses together and they're all kind of stacked on one another and I'm blessed enough to have one and my mom was here a few weeks ago and she was talking to Van and um, said how much she loved my cross and and so he went home uh, in between uh, some time that we were together got a cross for my mom and she took it home So in the last week or 10 days, my mom has completely redone her kitchen. She had a wall of crosses, and she probably had 20 crosses up there. She took them all down, patched all the holes, repainted the whole wall, and then centered Van's cross right in the center of that wall and then redid the whole wall around that one. And, I mean, this was very, very special to her. And as we approach the cross today – You know, my mom was very thoughtful about how she wanted that wall to look, but the crosses are what's important Mm -hmm. to her. As we go to break today, friends, I want you to think about how you approach the cross and what does that mean to you. When we return to Love Talk, we'll talk all about approaching the cross right here on Love Talk. And welcome back, friends, to Love Talk here
2: on The Bridge Austin, today's Central Texas Christian Talk. Whether you are tuning in today at 101.1 FM, 1120 AM, or you are live streaming at thebridgeaustin.com, welcome to Love Talk, friends. We are glad to have you with us, whether you have a cup of coffee in hand or a cup of tea uh, we are just thrilled that you are up and with us, welcoming in this beautiful Saturday morning. And if you're listening on our archives at lovetalknetwork.com, friends, thank you for being with us and for sharing, sharing us with your friends. You can also come and visit us on our Facebook page at Lovetalk Radio. That's our landing page on Facebook. Come and let us know. Uh, what programs you'd like us to do next? We are considering now our summer lineup, and we'd love to get your input. If there's someone in the community who is building bridges of love and leadership, we'd love to interview them. If there's a principle in the Bible, in Scripture that you're struggling with, we'd love to um, dig into that for you and share it with the rest of our listening friends. Well, uh, friends, we are talking about approaching the cross. This Friday is Good Friday and as a Christian, I always wondered, why do we call it good? When, you know, why are we celebrating the fact that Jesus Christ, our Savior, was nailed, brutally nailed to a cross? There doesn't seem to be anything good about that. Why would we call it Good Friday? That just doesn't seem right. So, Coach Carey, Miss, Miss Evelyn, Talk to me about approaching the cross. What does approaching the cross mean to you? And why is it that we might say it's a good Friday when we talk about approaching the
0: cross? The approaching the cross is that you're going to be sealed and situated. I do believe that's what Jesus says. Uh, In Philippians 4.13, Paul said, I can do everything through him, which is Jesus who gives me strength. Now, strength, as we look at it from this point of view, is not um, for gully washing stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the most important times in my life and man's life was when we went to the Holy Land and in uh, the dark went to the garden. It's, it's, you can't do that anymore now. Of course, that was on our 25th anniversary. But do you know the thing that impressed me the most... Were the crosses on the east side from the east gate, which is closed, uh, it is spotted white with crosses going down into the uh, garbage area, basically where it is. And while we were there, we couldn't understand that. You know, it was just not many churches, but the Holy Land was covered with white crosses, mm-hmm. and so we had an opportunity to find out what that, what good is that. Mm-hmm. And it basically uh, it comes from oblivious. I can do all things through Him. It's mm-hmm. not for Him; it's through Him.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, approaching the cross for me, Miss Evelyn said this at the break that the cross means life, not death, mm-hmm. and that's the crux of Good Friday. It's it, it gives us life, and you know, I think at the The biggest depiction of this that I can think of in my life is when my husband and I were first married, we went to this church. We we were in graduate school in Auburn, Alabama, and we went to this church that was preaching on a series of hard things. I mean, just hard things, things that we don't like to confess with our mouths. And the pastor gave up the pulpit each Sunday um, for a time for people to give their testimony about hard things in their lives. And I remember, you know, there was a man that got up and talked about his extramarital affair and how um, how that destroyed him, his wife, his family. Um, there was a woman who got up one Sunday and talked about um, her experience with abortion and how it wrecked her for years. And a person got up one Sunday, talked about their addiction issues. But what the church gave us the opportunity to do was write down on a piece of paper things that we needed to bring to the cross. And there was a a cross set in the sanctuary, and we could write these things down and put them at the foot of the cross. Approach the cross with these burdens, with mm-hmm. these you know, things that, that are hard to confess with our mouths that we could write on a piece of paper and approach the cross and lay them right there at the foot of the cross. You know what, friends? Ms. Evelyn's right. That brings life. You know, you, you crucify those things that are causing you pain. And you lay them at the foot of the cross. And it brings you life because Jesus wants to bring you life. He wants to bring us life. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want those things to burden us and, and weigh us down and, 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 and put us in the pit of despair where we feel dead mm-hmm. inside. He wants those things to be laid at the foot of the cross because he paid the price for us. And, man, I I tell you what, that was 25 years ago, and that picture to me is still so strong and so beautiful about laying things down that really weigh us down. And for me, that's the most beautiful picture Mm -hmm. of the cross as we approach it, that he wants to take those burdens away from us. Um, Kathy... What about you? What does approaching the cross of Christ mean to you?
2: You know, it. it I think about the preparation. I, I Um. in in realizing that what the power, the power that God has offered us at the foot of the cross. It has made me so much more purposeful. Um, not just on Easter week and Good Friday week in trying to uh, prepare myself for Easter, and, um, but it also helps me just during the year to remember, just like our, our a scripture for those of us or for those of our listeners who missed our opening segment, our key verses from 1 Corinthians one eighteen: For the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved it is the power of God and that scripture really um it just really encompasses when when i think about approaching the cross i it it is a preparation not just at easter but throughout the year uh to embrace the cross of christ to understand the cross of christ and um, to to prepare myself in um, I'm going there it's not a when we talked about a relationship with the God who created the universe that's not a little insignificant thing that is a powerful amazing incredible unimaginable privilege that we get to have as children of God and um, and so you know Coach Carrie and Ms. Evelyn, I, I, I'd like us to kind of to, to talk about three kind of key issues today when we talk about approaching the cross. I When when I think of approaching the cross, the things that come to mind are um, the penalty of sin and, and um, the Passover sacrifice, that, that Christ was that perfect Passover sacrifice, the Lamb of God um, that saved us from death. And I also like to talk about the promise of joy because, again, there's a reason we call it Good Friday. There is joy, and there wasn't. there isn't just joy for us. There was joy set before Christ as he was approaching the cross. And we'll actually see in Scripture later in the program that it was because of this joy that was set before Christ that he was willing and able to endure the cross that was set before him. So, um, you know, Coach Carrie, you talked about the sin that you brought, that, that everyone brought to the cross to nail it to the cross. Is that for everyone? I mean, would you say, Oh yeah, everyone, everyone has sin or would you say,
1: well, you know, maybe just the big, the the big sins are what we have to worry about. (laughs) This is definitely for everyone. Um, you know, I think it's the, the big sins that weigh us down, but isn't it really a culmination of a bunch of little things? You know, um, from, for many, many of us, um, you know, there's plenty, plenty of us, plenty out there who don't have these big sins, um, to nail at the foot of the cross, but we have everyday things, you know, um, the sins of omission where we, we see a need and we don't jump in. Right. Um, Or we uh, kind of lost our temper and could have handled the situation a little bit better. And you may think, are those really sins? Well, it's, you know, Jesus obviously sets an example for us. And as we get to know him better through his word, we start to understand um, his ways. And so bringing everything in our day to him. Is just like a conversation, right, Miss Evelyn? Like I'm, I can just see you and Van, you know, each day just discussing things and discussing your day and discussing all the things that have been going on and the easy conversation between the two of you, and that's what the Lord wants for us. He wants this easy conversation to be happening. Oh, Lord. Oh, man. Okay, that child just drove me to lose my temper, God. Okay, <laughs> uh, you need to help me because I don't know if I can do this by myself. Right? I mean, we we don't have to look at it as all of this guilt and shame all the time. It's literally approaching the cross is also approaching your friend for a chat all day long and Kathy that's I think the crux of your Bible study book that that you've written Um, you know my voice his heart it's this conversation throughout the day of bringing all of this to your best friend. I, it is. I mean, it's
2: really pursuing that really intimate relationship that we have. I mean, when Christ says, uh, look, uh, you can address God as Father. I mean, what? Are you kidding me? The, the God who created the universe, the God who knit me together in my mother's womb, uh, this God who is fierce and wonderful and amazing, he says I can call him Father. I can have that kind of an intimate, close relationship um, I mean so I mean that is you're exactly right coach Carry I mean that is the type of relationship that he's drawing us into you know, and that we have to remember that this sin is what separates us from God mm-hmm. so we don't want so we don't want anything separating us from God we don't want we don't want to put anything else in our lives before God and when we talk about the penalty of sin, why I mean, why is that so important? Why is the penalty of sin so important?
0: Well, you know one of the things that uh, that is mm, convicted me mostly uh to wait on God sometimes we get in the biggest hurry to go mm. out there and do those things that would make us feel good. but one of my life verses is what God says um in uh, Psalm uh, 46, he says, Be still and know that I am God. Mm. And when we look at that and then we think about you know, what it is uh, that he's got that we need, you have to spend time mm. with him. Asking and thanking and loving, Mm -hmm. and it's a thing that is very difficult to do uh, in times like these because uh, when you hug somebody, you're not not always sure what you're going to (laughs) get. But he says, be still, and and Jeremiah, be still and know. We don't have to ask, uh, you know, the barber what he thinks about it. you go to god's word and look and see what he says and he said be still and know that i am god and that's from psalm 46 and uh you know i'm a person that's not still very long <laughs> <laughs> you're you're not
1: still very long but i know that you do take time to be still Ms. Evelyn. you know great points there and as we talk about being still kathy you you ask about um. why is the penalty of sin so important for us to understand? It's because if it, if it weren't for man's sin, there would have been no need for Christ to die on the cross. And, you know, he took those sins upon himself. In Romans 3.23 and Romans 6.23, it's very clear that the penalty for sin is death and that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, every single person. And... God has made us to be eternal beings like him in his image, but that penalty of sin means eternal death because, you know, something that I I still have a hard time grasping is that God came to, Jesus came to this earth fully God and fully man, fully God and fully man, fully man in flesh, just like you and I, but yet God and he, he could not sin he he was not capable of it and you know he was majestic and eternal and good and he alone had the ability to pay that penalty of, eter- of eternal death on our behalf and purchase us for eternal life I mean what a gift you know, in John 3:16 it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. That's for every single person on the face of the planet. Every single person on the face of the planet, that if we confess with our mouths and believe in him, we will not perish but have eternal life. Believing in Christ means believing not just that he's the only son of God, but believing that he paid that penalty of sin, on our behalf. And this is what we mean when we say that Jesus is our Savior. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to be real careful um, to not use, like, churchy, churchy language all the time. Because whenever we say saved or forgiven mm-hmm. or – it just uh, – the worldly connotation of those words is so different than, than you know, what, what, I, what I mean by those words. And so, you know, Jesus bought us and he gave us a gift. He, he gave us a gift, and it's just up to us to reach out and grab it. Um, you know, Kathy, you mentioned when youth, when, when that, when, as we're thinking about approaching the cross at Easter here, that there's a Passover sacrifice as well. So we talked about the penalty of sin as we approach the cross, but what about this Passover sacrifice?
2: You know, this I think is what is so beautiful to me is that Easter is this this incredible fulfillment of everything uh, in the Old Testament. And so Jesus' death on the cross is God's ultimate fulfillment of the Passover sacrifice that, that originally, uh, gosh, 2,000 years earlier had saved God's people from the judgment of death. That would fall on every household in the land of Egypt, and this is when God was delivering His people. They were they were slaves in the land of Egypt, and He was delivering them out of the land of Egypt to take them into the promised land. And so God said, "Look, I am going to send a judge, send a judgment of death, where um, the firstborn in every single household is going to die, but." If you, you can be saved from death, and this is how, every family had to prepare in time before the judgment that was going to happen, before that death sentence was coming, they had to uh, select a lamb that was perfect, without flaw, without blemish. They had to kill the lamb and wipe its blood across the doorposts of their household. And then they had to cook and eat that lamb. As uh, a household together, they had to gather together and eat that. And if they did this, God would pass over that household and the judgment of death would not come on anyone inside. And so when we talk about the penalty of sin is death, each of us has that judgment Mm -hmm. of death on us. But through Christ's shedding of blood on that cross... He became that Passover lamb of God. And when we accept him, then that judgment of death, it passes over us. And I just think it's beautiful. And and for friends who are thinking, what are we talking about? Jesus Christ is the lamb of God. If you go and look in. Um, in, in your New Testament, in the books of John and Revelation, you can go to Bible Gateway, um, and just type in the Lamb of God in, in your search on Bible Gateway, and it will give you all of those scriptures in John and Revelation that, um, talk about Christ as the Lamb of God. And so, just, you know, Coach Carrie Evelyn, you know this. I, you know, my family background, um, my mom used to be an Orthodox Jew. She was raised, um, as uh, in the Jewish religion. And so I've just gotten this great privilege to be able to be raised, understanding that Christ is the fulfillment of the Old Testament Messiah. Mm-hmm. And, um, and his fulfillment, I think of as the Passover uh, sacrifice is my most favorite because I think it's like, it's, it's the most awesome. And it also gives us an example um about sacrifice. And and Christ asks us to sacrifice our life for his sake and to sacrifice things in our life for his sake. And so, I mean, Coach Kerry Ms. Evelyn, I have, I have this question for you. I know we only have about four minutes left in this segment, but what what can we sacrifice? I mean, certainly we don't need to die on the cross. Christ is taking care of that for us. What, does, what has he asked you guys to sacrifice? What would he ask us today to sacrifice?
0: Well, I think it's uh, not a physical thing mm. as much as it is a spiritual thing. And when we apologize, uh, we, we are sacrificing our, who we are. And that's what Jesus did. He came and showed us on the cross what it means to give up your life for life. That's what he did. Mm-hmm. Give up life for life. And when we look at that, it's easier to go out there in the world where things are just rocking and rolling. And, you know, there's just so many things that we could be doing. Mm-hmm. But if the Lord has not called us to that field to pick fruit there, he wants us to establish the trees where you pick the fruit and i feel like that's what we do with love talk. uh you know it's easy to go to the scriptures i i have a thing that i wrote about 5 years ago called love's prayer and um it says lord give me arms that i might raise you know we don't raise our arms much in church anymore mm and so we ask for those things we need. And it's a whole line of stone. Lord, give me a prayer I might pray for your help and guidance every day. If you have a goal for your prayer or your service or your giving, then it has to start with Jesus. That's what he did for us.
1: I love that, Miss Evelyn. You know, when I think about this, Cassie, you know, your your question is, Things that we sacrifice personally. Now, Miss Evelyn, you just said it's not so much a physical thing as it is a spiritual thing, which I firmly believe. You know, in this in this season of Lent, many people give up physical things, which is great. I mean, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But they're giving up those physical things in order to focus on the spiritual, mm-hmm. right? Um, it, it's a way to turn our eyes back to the spiritual things. And y'all know me. I kind of take a different approach sometimes. For me, I think the sacrifice personally is, you know, I'm sacrificing heartache. I'm sacrificing pain. I'm sacrificing destruction and hurt. Okay, great. Yippee. Like, that's not a sacrifice (laughs) at all. Love it, love it, love it. You know, a lot of people see it as this set of rules and regulations. And no, no. In fact... The Word of God and living within His Word is so incredibly freeing because we are giving up these things that have caused destruction and pain and heartache and hurts in our lives. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I will give those to you all day. I what Jesus did. Absolutely, Jesus. I will give those to you all day because I don't want them anymore. I don't want them. And so, you know, when we return to Love Talk after the break, There obviously are some some very practical ways that we um, can give things to the Lord that I would like to discuss in our everyday lives. And some of these have been very hard for me um, because, you know, we want to step out of, um, of God's will for us and we want to do our own thing. But when we are walking in his path and in his way, Um, These things, as we keep our eyes on God, become a little bit easier uh, as we talk about apologizing and forgiving and loving others. We'll get to those things when we return to Love Talk and wrap up Approaching the Cross right after this. And welcome back, friends, to Love Talk here on The
2: Bridge, Central Texas Christian Talk, 101.1 FM and 1120 AM. Friends, it has been such a good program. We've enjoyed being with you on this beautiful Saturday morning in Central Texas, discussing this upcoming week and approaching the cross. We are almost to Easter, friends, but we get to pass through that cross. Before we get to the new life of Easter, and you know, Coach Carey, Miss Evelyn, I have so loved uh, discussing approaching the cross, and and this um, key verse that we've had for today's program has been so powerful. Me, it, it so powerful for me. It comes right out of First Corinthians one eighteen in the New Testament of our Bible. It says, "For the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing." but to us who are being saved it is the power of God. Now when we went out in our last segment um coach Carey you were talking with us about um personal sacrifices. And I just I know that we have a um, a final point to get into which is the promise of joy, but I really want to talk about this personal sacrifice because we are talking about a spiritual sacrifice. And um when you sacrifice something uh You have to be willing to do that, and um, there's a sacrifice that we can make that is so powerful and a sacrifice that we can teach our kids to make that is so powerful, and it comes into this act. It has to do with apologizing and forgiving, and uh, when we apologize to someone, when we go up and we say, I am sorry for what I did. It was wrong. We are sacrificing our pride. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a hard thing to do to go tell someone, "Look, what I did was wrong. Will you please forgive me?" Mm-hmm. So when we go and apologizing, we are we are um, when we go and apologize, we are sacrificing our pride. Now, mm-hmm. when we forgive someone, we are sacrificing our right for justice we when we forgive you know i've i've heard you know faithy she says i'm not going to forgive jordan because i'm not going to what she did was wrong i'm not going to say it was right mm-hmm. well wow you know when we when we forgive someone we're not saying what they did was right or acceptable mm-hmm. when we forgive someone we are acknowledging yes what you did was wrong but i will sacrifice my right for justice i will sacrifice my right to see you pay the penalty for what you did wrong and so this teaching our kids to apologize to approach that person and and verbally apologize and to seek forgiveness and for us to teach our children to forgive people that is powerful Mm -hmm. and it is all because of the cross of Christ that we're
1: able to apologize and get forgiveness well, I heard a friend of mine say that, you know, this process of apologizing and forgiving, you have to be ready to move forward, right? And not true forgiveness means you move forward. Um, You're not continuing to look back all the time. And your heart has to be ready for that. And that is a personal sacrifice to To take that to God and say, Okay, Lord, I cannot do this on my own. And I want to look back, but you are telling me that in order to forgive, I need to move forward. And, um, and I I think that's really powerful. Like your heart has to be ready for that. And that's only through approaching the cross. The cross, you know, not only cancels the penalty of sin over us which we talked about in our first segment or the beginning of our second segment it gives us power over the work of sin in us because friends you know sin is at work every day all around us and we have to be sensitive to that um and the cross cancels that penalty of sin and gives us power and i love that we have the power <laughs> once once we receive the free gift that christ paid for us on the cross um miss evelyn uh you had some really good thoughts over the break about this uh, personal sacrifice right here mm-hmm. um you want to share those with our listeners
0: well it's like um, having a difference between having a dollar and a dime. Uh, the Lord blesses us with everything we need unto victory over that which is, is universal and these called sin. Mm. Um, and when you look at it from the point of view of our nature is not just made sinful, we don't just have a sinful nature. But we have all the power of the cross, which is life, mm-hmm. to work out those things that uh, are a problem and are a need in our life. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I know, I've had friends that would be bitter about something and stay bitter for five or ten years. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe an ex-daughter-in-law or something. And that is just awful. Because it becomes a prison for what God wants to do. And so, you know, it's done with a number of things, envy and um, self pity and bitterness and anger, self righteousness. Have you ever done have you ever sat down and talked with somebody that was very self righteous? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. It
1: is painful, isn't it's it? Painful. It is. And these these things eat us up from the inside, Miss Evelyn. You know and and they they gush out because what's mm-hmm. eating us on the inside comes out of us, and that's it's actually a phenomenal segue into our last point about approaching the cross. You know, there's this great promise of joy when we sacrifice our wants and our desires and this sinful nature for the good of others, like you said, Miss Evelyn, it's hard to sit down with a person that's just filled with this, you know, self-pity or bitterness or anger or self-righteousness. It's 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 hurtful to the soul to see a person that's eaten up by that. But friends, when we approach the cross, we are given this promise of joy. And Kathy, tell our listening friends about this promise of joy. Well, you know, this is comes at the very end here,
2: and it ties all of our points together because Jesus paid the penalty of sin, which we talked about um, at the start of our program. And he paid that penalty of sin by being that Passover sacrifice. And he did all of this because of the promise of joy. And I love this scripture from Hebrews 12:2, which says it's... It says... Jesus is the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So it was because of the joy set before Christ mm-hmm. that he was willing to go to the cross. What was that joy? The joy of having a relationship with you, Miss Evelyn, with you, Coach mm-hmm. Carry, with me, with, with you listening, friends. You are the joy that Christ set, that was set before Christ, that was set before Christ in order for him to go and endure that cross and sacrifice himself to pay the penalty of sin that was hanging over your life. And, you know, there is joy in sacrifice. I love, Miss Evelyn, that you pulled out the point that, you know, we sacrifice this temporary life for our eternal yes. life. And you think who would not sacrifice what is temporary in order to gain what is eternal? And um, it is the the most spiritually fulfilling, joyful thing to place at the cross those things which will destroy us, which will steal our joy, which will be which, which stand against God in order to gain um, that which we could never purchase for ourselves.
1: Well, and I I just. I love this verse in Colossians two thirteen. When you were dead in your sins, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins. You know, when when we don't have Christ in our lives, I I don't I, this this joy that we speak of as Christians is just so foreign. To those that don't have Christ in their lives. They don't understand how letting go of all this bitterness, anger, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, self-righteousness, uh, lust, envy, how, how letting go of all of these things actually brings joy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so freeing and it's so life-giving and, and Jesus wants to breathe a life into us. And and so you may be asking yourself, well, Carrie, you know, you make it just sound so easy, like that if we accept Christ as our Savior, that our lives are just going to be great and that, that all these problems are going to go away. No, 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 no. I, I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm, telling, what I'm saying is that Jesus gives us the freedom to live through him, and he will come alongside us to help us deal with these burdens That weigh us down. He didn't promise us a life of ease. What he promised us was a life of joy. And there's a very big difference. There's a very big difference. You can look at Miss Evelyn as a perfect example of that. She's had health issues, you know, pretty much her whole life. That's not a life of ease. But have you ever known a more joyful human in your life than Miss Evelyn because she sees jesus over her j-o-y jesus over you and so whatever we're going through on a day-to-day basis we bring it to the foot of the cross we approach that cross and the lord finds a way to give us joy in the midst of all that chaos around us friends that's what he wants for you he wants you to approach the cross and bring all of this to him and he will show you this life of joy that you can have every single day. Friends, if you have questions, please call us on the love line at 512-249-6535. If you missed part of our show today or want to go back and listen to other t- other shows, you, other programs, you can go to Love Talk Network and they're all there for you. Friends, we love you so much. We pray that this week is joy filled as you approach the cross of Christ. We love you. We'll see you next week right here.